The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. And we got beat by the Broncos. It could have been much uglier. They were being nice to us. That's some bullshit. That and more here on show 399. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have Sean of the Raider Tank puts this season together very well. I'm going to hit that because, well, I have to. It'll be part of the post-game dissection of, well, the beginning of the dissection of the season, actually. Our next hit will be Raiders 2013. Who's fooling who? Yeah, we're going to talk about some things that were said by management and really what happened. We all saw it. And the continuing saga that is as the quarterback turns. Yes, we got to get into that story because it's not over. Allen and Pryor both had some shots fired over the bow. It's getting a little stupid. And Lamar Houston talking about not being wanted from... From the Raiders? Oh, my gosh. The drama that we don't need right in our face in Oakland. Well, that should be it with the bone line. Uh, Just when I thought there wasn't much to talk about, well, there's just too much to talk about. (laughs) All right, let's roll out. heard it before you're going to hear it again this is a quote from sean uh the author of the raider take RaiderTake.com, a blog it's it's very cerebral i love this guy he's uh he's a passionate raider fan with a excellent way to put the words together uh that makes us all understand (laughs) what the hell is going on in oakland i'll do my best to get it right here goes Well, (laughs) what can you say? Until John Fox pulled Peyton Manning and started pumping the brakes, it was one of the most pitiable halves in Raider history. After 30 minutes, Manning was on pace for eight touchdowns and 530 yards, aided not only by a biblically overmatched defense, but also by a pea-shooting Offense that could barely scrape up a first down to keep the Broncos off the field. Mercifully, the season is over and we have no longer uh, obliged to watch bad football. Now the so-called reconstruction actually begins. Look, Sean has been saying it a long time, and so have I, that uh, this franchise needs a quarterback. It should be the number one priority. And he stands firm on that take. Listen, if Indianapolis Colts went from 2-14 and in 2011 to the playoffs in 2012 
after a roster purge, very much like the Raiders, the number one pick and the one number one change really was Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck changed the landscape of the Colts' entire uh, mentality and everything else for that matter. From Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck with a skip off and a losing year, and they're right back in the swing of things. Now he says here, and I agree here, Coach Allen said that after yesterday's drumbling by, of course, the Bronco Hose, a hated rival in the AFC West, the most hated, I would say, Allen said, I fully believe that I deserve the opportunity to come back here and get a chance to, as we said, go through deconstruction phase. I want to be part of the rebuilding phase. Well, and this is me, not Sean. What the hell? What do you think you've been doing for two seasons? You better be building something. I mean, something has better have changed, and the building should have already been started along with the the deconstruction. So like Sean says in this article here, and I love the way he puts things. Personally, I'm thankful that the conversation will necessarily change. It has to change in 2014. They will no longer be all this talk about deconstruction and reconstruction as if they were two wholly independent processes. I agree. There will no longer be any room for excuses about blaming a lack of talent as opposed to, say, questionable coaching and scheming for guys flying around and missing tackles, missing assignments, and missing fundamentals. The era of excuses is finally over. Rate of fans. I love this about Sean. Now it's all about just win, baby. The rubber is about to hit the road, Panda. I love it. It's going to be an exciting and telling season up ahead. We know that it can't get much worse because the buffoonery thought was over last season has continued throughout this season. Here are some of the great accomplishments of the Oakland Raiders in the 2013 season. Terrell Pryor rushed for 49 yards on nine carries. Uh, in the last game against the Bronco Hose, we finished with 576 yards, overtaking Rich Gannon's franchise record. That was 529 set in 2000. Pryor ended up as the Raiders' second leading rusher. <laughs> How sad. While running back Darren McFadden had seven carries for six yards and finished the sixth and final season of his contract with 114 carries for 379 meager yards. That's 3.3 yards per carry, people. Not very impressive. So Seabast, choke on a fish bonesky, <laughs> Janikowski, missed a 42-yarder on this game, and he finished the season with five misses from 49 yards. Miserable season for Seabass, for sure. Payne Manning, 57 for 65 for 640 yards, seven touchdowns, no interception. 
against the Raiders in two games. The Broncos set an NFL scoring record with 606 freaking points. Thank you, Raiders. Oh, man, the Raiders 4-12 finish will give them the number five pick in the first round of the 2014 NFL Draft. Well, how much better it's going to get, who knows, as it remains to be seen. Grab your popcorn. This is going to be an epic offseason to remember. Now, I did change a few things in what Sean had to say because, you know, <laughs> I just did. Whatever. But really, the the Bronco game was a telling end to our season. It was it was epically bad. Uh, you know, the <laughs> the mood of the crowd was good. I mean, we were thinking we could possibly even play with this team, and it was nowhere even close to a competition. Well, the season's over. We have things to talk about, and they're coming up right now. Uh, this this epic loss at the end, I mean, I don't even want, there's really not much to say uh, other than Pryor looked like he had, hadn't seen a field in a long time. What a surprise. And that is all I have to say about that. And now the epic tale continues. The saga that is as the quarterback turns. <laughs> ah, brother. The scene opens as Terrell Pryor starts to say, Oh my gosh, I might not be back next season. What a surprise. As his agent tried to submarine the young coach, Coach Allen, well, there's more. <laughs> There's much more. Meanwhile, Coach Allen, in his press conference to end the season, said that there wasn't that quarterback. That franchise guy was not on the roster. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> to which Terrell Pryor, I'm sure, said, that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Along with the young Matt Mygroin in the background being the guy, the quiet guy, not a word being said from his camp. Well, that so far says to me that the Raiders might part ways with the young Terrell Pryor. If they can get some money or possible trade, I'm hoping, anyhow... Hey, man, too much drama coming out uh, of this already. I really think Coach Allen needs to cut Terrell Pryor from the team. Uh, it'd be better for him, too. Terrell Pryor needs to go somewhere else and get a start somewhere else. Uh, it's already the poisons in the lake, and the fish can be smelling four miles away. This has turned into a real stinker and all the drama that we do not need in Oakland. <laughs> yes, and that concludes the episode of As the Quarterback 
returns. All right, Raider fans, on a serious note, not to be um, joking around, Lamar Houston had made some statements that the Raiders might not want him back next season. He's a free agent, of course, and his position would call for $12.2 million. Well-deserved. He's the best defensive lineman we have. Are you freaking kidding me? The Raiders are going to go on the cheap uh, not to keep Lamar Houston around. They double-team him all day long. We need someone to help him, not get rid of him. I'm not digging this at all. I don't like the tone. I think Allen uh, better come out and start making some contract signs. I'm telling you right now. Some of these people, Lamar Houston should not be talking to the press about not being a Raider next season. That's bullshit, and that's not rebuilding to this Raider fan, and that is all I'm going to say about that until I get some more details. That's some bullshit uh, for sure. All right, Oakland Raiders 2013. Who's fooling who? We don't get fooled again. Don't get fooled again. No, no. Well, Raider Nation, we've been fooling our damn selves, really. I mean, I've been saying it for a while, but look back at the preseason. What did you think we were going to do? Maybe two wins? A lot of people were saying six. I didn't see it. I was thinking five, maybe four. Uh, pretty gloomy uh, prognostications for the Oakland Raiders of 2013. Some people are saying the Raiders are, are, are headed for an 0-16 season already. And we haven't played a single down. I'm hoping to prove them wrong. I would love to beat my little ponies there at their house. And even if we do, it will be chalked up to something that the little ponies did wrong, not that the Raiders haven't proved. That you can depend on. Show. And that's about it, man. I got nothing else on the Colts game. Because, really, the Raiders, what are the expectations? Really? I mean, for me, a four-win season is realistic. A two-win season is possible. A six-win season would be tremendous. That's what I'm saying. And that is all I have to say about that, let's hope that we compete. We're crying out freaking loud. Now, the only good thing about this game was at halftime, they had a ceremony commemorating the 1983 championship team, 30th anniversary of the January 22nd, 2014 Super Bowl, 1983. The thing I think that kept us in was the constant Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen's uh, insisting that we were going to compete this year. We were going to do our best to get things going. We had some good plans and good coaches. 
Uh, this is kind of a two-year statement both of them have been making. Amy Trask brought that to light lately that uh, they were going to do a whole lot better than they're doing right now. Amy, what's your take on the Oakland situation? This is a difficult one for me, man. Um, you know I'm a Raiders fan, and I root for the team, and I wish nothing more for Raiders fans everywhere that this team gets back to winning championships. But the narrative has changed in Oakland. Um, just about two years ago at the press conference introducing Dennis Allen as the head coach, Reggie remarked that he had looked at the cap situation and, you know, it was manageable. That he, I think he said the team will be fine and nothing wholesale would need to be done. And Dennis Allen emphasized at that press conference uh, that there was talent on both sides of the ball, that there was enough talent to compete at the highest levels of the NFL, and that there was talent to compete for a championship in 2012. Well, the team then went out in 2012 and went 4-12 and 12 after having been one game removed from the playoffs the year before. And by the way, the year before, that coaching staff didn't have the luxury of having Carson Palmer for the offseason, mini camps, training camp, and the preseason, whereas the 2012 staff did. Now, look. Um, I believe that continuity is important. I really do. I argued with Al about that all the time. We had so many arguments about, well, about a lot of things, but about the importance <laughs> of continuity. Um, but at some point, at some point, you have to say, what is more important, keeping the same person in place or evaluating and considering and make sure, making sure you have the right person in place. Is Dennis now, Allen the right guy? Well, these are things that Mark Davis is going to have to evaluate and consider and weigh. And, you know, I'll answer that in one second, but I do want you to know, Mark Davis is passionate about the Raiders. He loves the Raiders and he wants the team to win. But when you ask if it's the right person, I go back to what I opened with, which is why has that narrative changed entirely in two years? with the team's performance. We knew that there would be some big problems this year. Uh, however, the team did play beyond itself, I believe, at times, and really I uh, was surprised some of the places we could have gone. Uh, in the last six games of this year, we were very close to winning. So I just, uh, I'm thinking, yes, we had some promises for some things that weren't kept. However, we did find some good players we should keep. We have a roster that has some uh, playmakers. We need to keep those and keep moving forward. I'm hoping that we do not trade down in the draft. We need a franchise quarterback. I've said it before. I'll say it again. We need a guy that's going to come in here and light the motherfucking house up Sorry about the French, but you know what I'm feeling because I'm saying it. The greatest of all time, Jerry Rice, right here on Buker and Townie, 95.7. The game joins us every single Thursday. Jerry, we don't have any ready-made quarterbacks coming out in this draft, but we have a lot of intriguing ones. Teddy Bridgewater, Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel. Who's the guy that you believe has the potential to be the greatest or the best NFL quarterback? You know that's kind of hard to say the greatest or, you know, the, the best NFL Who would you pick? Who would the, you the go? One that's probably going to have the most potential, I, I would say, uh, Johnny uh, Manziel. Hmm. You know, and, and what he's able to do. Because he reminds me a little bit of this guy that we had. We used to call him Cool Joe. What? What? You know, he, he wow. Would always, he would always stay calm under pressure and find a way to bring his team back. So, you know, he reminds me uh, a little of uh, – 
still cool. Well, the 2013 Raiders season kind of petered out the way um, we all thought it would. It came in a little stronger than we thought it would. And, well, we're here. And uh, all we got to go for now is up, I'm hoping. Well, we love to bring him on every single Tuesday, a four-time Pro Bowler and MVP, Raider, former Raider quarterback Rich Gannon. Rich, first off, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is always great to, uh, you know, look forward to 2014, and I think that the playoffs to me are going to be so exciting. I, I can't wait till this weekend. Yeah, before we get to that, though, uh, looking at what we're seeing in Oakland as it looks like Reggie McKenzie will stay at general manager, and it's starting to look like we're going to see Dennis Allen staying as head coach. How do you feel about these two staying in, in the same spots? Well, guys, I, I, I hope it works out. I really do, because I think they deserve the opportunity to finish what they started. And when you look at the situation that they stepped into in terms of you know not having any money to deal with with the free agency, you look at the fact that there was really no draft picks. And, you know, look, I think you have to be patient. This is not That wasn't a one- or two-year turnaround. It was going to take three or four years to get it done. And I'm disappointed that they didn't have a better season, that they finished 4-12, and but um, I think there's signs that the team is heading in the right direction. You had concerns, I know, at one point of whether Dennis Allen was going to come back or not, and it's not official, but all the signs point toward him coming back. Why would you say that he's getting this opportunity when there was seemed to be a possibility that he would not? Well, I think he has changed the culture and the environment. I, I, I think this is a more disciplined football team from top to bottom. Uh, when you talk to the players, I think that you get the sense that clearly they understand, you know, what's at stake. They understand that when you sit down and visit with them about the game plans and those type of things, I think this is a team that's been well coached. Um, I think that, you know, I would not say this is a group that's underperformed when you look at the talent from top to bottom. I think defensively, uh, they didn't finish quite as strong as I anticipated, but they've got to get the quarterback situation resolved. I think that's really where it starts. Uh, they need more production and consistency there. There's no question about that. Uh, they've got to make some tough decisions, as most teams do in free agency. I think you move on from Darren McFadden. He's the guy that has proven he can't stay healthy and can't stay on the field, and he can't shell out those kind of dollars for a guy that you uh, just simply can't count on. I think they've got to improve the talent uh, from top to bottom. I think they have the money now to do that and the draft pick. We'll see what happens. The buffoonery better not continue because these two guys, McKenzie and Allen, are joined at the hip, and I think maybe they should be exited by the hip if they don't get this ship straight. And that is all I am going to say about that. All right, Ritter Nation, it's time for the bone line. The bone line, the phone line, the relieve your stress and leave it alone line. You know what I mean. This is the heart of the Raider Nation. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on it, man. Let's hear it. Sometimes you just got to say it. Don't forget www.RaiderNationPodcast.com. Get on it. Randy does a fantastic job at putting down the facts, just the facts, ma'am, of the Raiders and what is going down in Oaktown. You know, of course, I got to tell you this, too. Pay attention. Come on, man. 
We do podcasts year-round. Yes, we are a year-round podcast. It's not just a season, so tune in whenever you get an inkling. Whenever you hear something go down about the Silver and Black, get on the Raider Nation podcast because it will be on the show. You got to know. All right, who's our first caller of the show? And our first caller is Raider Lou. What's happening, bro? What up, Raider Grace? Raider Randy? Fucking Raider Loon from El Centro, California. I'm right here. I'm a fucking job. It's five in the morning. Listening to the fucking podcast. Just got done listening to it. Beating <clears throat> my ass off here. And uh, I'm calling before the fucking Broncos game because, I mean, we're going to get destroyed. And uh, I'm just focused on next season, the off season mainly. And uh, what I want, <clears throat> first and foremost, is for this coaching staff to stay together. And uh, what I really want is uh, I want Mark Davis, to hire the best fucking football minds, scouts, ex-scouts, fuck, get a brain trust going into the draft. I don't want Reggie, I don't want one guy making the call. I want a fucking collaborative effort between smart individuals, smart football individuals. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't do that now, but obviously it didn't fucking work this past year because we fucking severely fucked up in that draft and we just can't do it. We can't do it again. We need to take major step forward, major, major steps forward, and that all begins. That first fucking step begins with the draft. And, uh, yeah, we need to hire, like, a fucking just a group of people to make the correct draft picks because all of them need to count. All of them. Fucking, I mean, you have seven draft picks or so. I don't even know how many fucking draft picks we have this year, but we should have, you know, six at least. And five of those six better fucking be a body either starting or rotating on this team. Okay? And one more thing, when when we select this year, I'm tired of taking the high upside guys. The guys that are fucking all upside and haven't proven a damn thing in their fucking college careers. I mean, they've proven that they can have the potential to make plays. Now, fuck that. It's time for us to start making the fucking safe picks. The fucking Jeremy Macklin. You take Darius Hayward Bay over fucking Jeremy Macklin? Like, we just need to make the safe picks. That's all we got, just. The guys you know that are fucking solid performers come with their fucking lunch pail every fucking day of the field. Meat and potatoes, fucking bullshit, man. Like, we just need the safe picks, the body, the starting caliber, not the fucking greatest players. I mean, because that's the gamble is, right? You want to fucking go for all upside and get that fucking guy that's, you know, could be the next guy, or you can just get 
the guys that no one talks about that are always performing, though. doesn't matter if they're on the fucking front page or, you know, whatever. They're all named. No, fuck that. I want the guys that fucking play hard, even though they don't get fucking any headlines. I don't give a fuck about headlines. Fuck that. Anyways, man, um, it's too early for this shit. I'm already fucking getting fired. I'm going to go fucking... I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm <laughs> fucking here at work. Bored off my ass and I'm fucking calling the Red Nation podcast shit. Anyways, Red Greg, Red 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 Nation, I fucking love you guys. I mean, I'm fucking, I got a smile on my face right now. I'm pumped now. I was fucking depressed and I'm pumped now. Anyways, everyone, I hope you guys stay safe. Don't drink and drive. New Year's coming. Fucking love all you guys. Next year's going to be our year. To fucking do something, man. And I hope we keep this fucking coaching staff together and the Raiders fucking pull through and fucking... I love it. All right, man, I'm out. Brother, we feel you when it comes to draft picks. We know they got some pretty good talent. You know, I got some good guys uh, looking after players. I don't know if McKenzie thinks he knows what he's doing or he's not listening to the other guys, but our picks last year blew ass. And that's why I think McKenzie should be on the hot seat. I said it last year. I'll say it this year. We need a quarterback. We need a quarterback in this draft. We need to find that guy. And uh, I know that the upside guys are that. I agree. I want a quarterback that's a proven college winner. We got a fifth-round pick, man. Let's use it for something. You know, let's get a fran- – we need a franchise quarterback. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, Raider RJ from Whittier, California. He ain't messing around either. What's going on, bro? Raider Craig, this is RJ. Raider RJ from Whittier. I am so fucking pissed. Did anybody even bother to show up today? Fucking 31 to nothing. Fat boy just missed on a field goal here in the third quarter. We fucking suck. You know what? I just, I don't have words. There's no more to express. Raider Nation has expressed everything that has to be said. There is no more to be said at the head of McKenzie and the coaching staff. Coaching staff has to go. Defense, offense, Greg Olson has to go. I don't know. There's no fucking deal for getting carved up by Peyton Manning. My God, great. Yeah, he is a Hall of Famer and all. But, God, man, he wasn't even contested today. And Chickwall, number 35, he's been getting burnt these last two games. I don't care. Put somebody else. Put Taiwan Jones. Put put, uh, Reese in there. Put somebody in there. Put Pryor back there. Somebody. God damn, that guy gets burned every time. You know what? I am so fed up. You know, the only thing I got to look forward to is next year. You know that? That's about it. So, hey, this is it for uh, Raider RJ. I'm going to call it out this year. Raider Nation, love you. We'll get back to you. We'll be following your podcast, Raider Greg and Randy. Hope to see you guys, uh, hear from you guys in April, right around draft day. Till then. Like I say, I'm out, Raider Nation. Goodbye. Pretty much sums it up. 
for the Raider Nation right there. <laughs> Raider RJ, you know, stay tuned when the news breaks. It breaks right here. So uh, thanks for the call, brother. Thanks for the input this year. We're looking forward to hearing from you next season. And next, my good brother, Houston Raiders, Steve. What's going on, bro? Hey, Raider Nation. This is Houston Raider Steve. Boy, I tell you what, the reason why I go out there to California is to Oakland is go out and see everybody. Man, it was great seeing uh, Greg and his daughter, Kingsford Kirk. I met a couple from Scotland who are regular listeners to the podcast. Juan, Raider Mike, Raider Mike, and the Knights of the Shield people. My brothers and sisters from there. Man, I even ran into some fans that were uh, first time fans sitting next to me in the stands up there. Carson, Nevada, ran into a bunch of guys from Australia. It's also great seeing Gary out there and uh, going out to Ricky's and uh, just seeing all the Raider fans like uh, Ephrodisiac and just all the other Raider fans. Great seeing Ricky and Tina watching the games. Ran into people from Tijuana, Mexico, their first game as well. It's amazing all the first game stories I've heard about that. Or how long have you been a Raider fan? Ran into a uh, Raider longtime fan out of Atlanta, Kevin and uh, Kirsten over at the hotel, how they've been Raider fans about, you know, how long a lot of people go back to the uh, Super Bowl, the Marcus Allen touchdown run Super Bowl. But you know what? That's the reason why I go out there is just to see everybody. The game is just icing on the cake. Was it a disappointing season? Yes, it was. It was great seeing them honor the uh, 83 team, 30-year anniversary. Great show at halftime. Really missed the people that have passed away, but it was great to see Plunkett and Ted Hendricks and uh, Tom Flores and company out there walking on the field, maybe probably being Raider fan. But, um, man, what a tough loss. What a way to end the season. Man, it's like you're going into hibernation during the offseason. Can't wait till uh, the draft now. We're going to have a top 10 pick. We need to go out and get another quarterback. I think Dennis, Dennis Allen should be there one more year. We've got $70 million of free cap money. We're no longer strapped by all the bad trades that Al made to just win now, baby. Can't deny him from wanting to build a winner in his last years of his life. Anyway, I hope to go to the London game. Go Raiders! We're going to be back, baby! Interesting perspective from a, a fan with season tickets that lives in Houston, Texas. That's dedication for you. The Raider Nation, and you see he travels through the parking lot. We all do. We meet some crazy, yeah, new first-time Raiders from Japan. Oh, wow, Switzerland, Sweden, Scotland, you know, all over the globe. I mean, they come here for the first time. They love this team. It's amazing what you see at the Coliseum. Uh, I love that place, too. Great game. I mean, yeah, the halftime show was good, but, it, you know, the players didn't deserve it. <laughs> we should have held on that till next year. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller, Raider Dave, calling from Maryland. What's up, man? Hey, Raider Greg, what's up, man? This is Raider Dave calling from Maryland. Um, I love the show. I'm watching the the Denver Oakland game, man, and I don't. Maybe they're trying to go out as pathetic as they can. They're trying to close the season out as pathetic as they can. It's heartbreaking watching it because I really wanted Pryor to be that guy that was going to turn things around. Even if, you know, we finish the season off with, you know, not having a winning record, 
if, if there had been some sort of progress, it would have been great. Like I said, I, I wanted him to be our guy. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, you know, there's always next year. Still wrapping the silver and black, and I'm feeling a little better right now because I just started drinking. Um, keep up the good work, man. I love the show. Peace. Well, my brother, I think that Terrell Pryor's gone. I think that uh, him and the coach have already drawn their individual lines in the sand and both crossed them <laughs> simultaneously. Uh, I think he's gone. So let's just look for the next guy. You can't spill it. You can't worry about that. It's over. The experiment has finished. And that's the way it goes. We got to move forward. Thanks for the call, brother. And my next caller, my good brother, the Pennsylvania Raider. Hey, man, he's got some very cheerful news. <laughs> Let us hear it, brother. I love it. What's up, Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raiders. Thought I'd call on the last day of the season here. Um, just a quick comment. Every, bu- every team in the AFC West, except for the Raiders, are going to the postseason. Let me repeat that. The Chargers, nutless, boltless Chargers are going to the postseason. The Queefs are going to the postseason. The Denver Bronca Hoes that just laid the smackdown on us are going to the postseason. The Oakland Raiders are not. And for that reason alone, Dennis Allen should be fired. And if Al Davis was still alive, Al Davis would have fired Allen at, at the halftime of that game. But he won't be. He's still going to be hanging around. He's going to get his job back. Uh, inexcusable. And let me just say this. I hope that one of our teams from our division wins the Super Bowl. Because if that doesn't light a fire underneath your ass to get better for next uh, season and, and uh, to try to beat all the teams in that division and win the division next year, then... I don't know what's going to light a fire underneath your ass and get this team to play. The team has given up on Coach Allen. They, they have to get rid of him. They have to fire him. That, that they have to. I mean, I don't know how you keep a coach that went 4-12 and 12 in two seasons, and this season every team in the division made the playoffs except for you. That's just, that's just inexcusable. Um, but, you know, that's just that's, – that's just what's going to happen. John Gruden, please come home. We need you. Uh, I know it's a long shot, but, you know. Well, until next season, go Raiders Nation, and uh, we will catch you next year. Peace. Yes, my brother, that is painfully true. <laughs> Every other team in the AFC West is going to a playoff game except the Oakland Raiders And just think about it. Every other team in the AFC West has a pretty good quarterback. What else can you say? I think that speaks volumes for our biggest problem. Thanks for the call, man. Things will be changed. Let's hope that we pick a quarterback in the draft. First pick. And he is worthy. Thanks for the call, man. And yes, the king of Salem, Oregon, that is, my good brother, Raider Grant, true, solid, 
Raider Nation. What is up, bro? Hey, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is Raider Grant up here in Salem, Oregon. I just wanted to call to say a couple things today. One, first and foremost, FCBS. Once again, I repeat, FCBS. I've never seen a game in my life get switched other than the Raider game. Every time the Raiders play and it's a remotely a blowout, the CBS will switch our goddamn game. It was the only Raider game that I got from the beginning of the season, and lo and behold, the score was like 21 nothing or something. They switched our game to a more interesting game. Now, any other franchise or organization is beating up on someone, guess what? You have to watch the whole fucking game. But you know what? If it's a Raider game, CBS changed it. So, CBS... Happy holidays and uh, F you. Other than that, I just want to reiterate on the fact of our head coach sucks. I think we all know that. When you bring in a head coach, he makes uh, changes and uses the tools he has to get a weak game on the field if he has any idea about the game of football. For example, the Eagles went from 4-12 and to the playoffs in a matter of one season. They didn't change anything. They didn't go out and buy all this stuff and spend all their money and wait for years to acquire these players. No, they went out in one season, got a head coach with a game plan and knows the game of football, put a product on the field that can compete in football games. One season, people. One effing season. It didn't take a decade. So on that note, Dennis Allen, you suck a donk. And I fucking hate you. So, on that note, this is Raider Grant. Uh, happy holidays, happy new year to Raider Nation. And hopefully next year brings us something other than the pathetic stuff that we keep on seeing. Pathetic. Other than that, this is Raider Grant, and I'm out. This will be the last time you hear from me this year. Peace. A sad ending indeed, brother. You know, we're going to keep Allen. Um, and the thing about the Eagles, let me just say, once again, Foles, the guy who launched seven touchdowns on us, that guy, well, he's playing like that every game. They found their quarterback, and that's luck, man. That's The coach has something to do with it, I have to admit, but also he now has a guy that can get the ball to the right guy. That is the key to the league, and that is our Achilles heel, man. Thanks for the call, Rita Grant. Stay in touch, bro. We'll talk to you soon. Our next caller, Rita Steve from Pittsburgh. What's up, Steve? Happy New Year, Raider Gray. Happy New Year, Raider Randy. This is Raider Steve coming from Pittsburgh. And I just want to comment on Dennis Allen and what we should do as far as the head coach situation. I personally believe he sh I'm not totally against bringing him back, but I just feel we should get a new coach. Um, the reason behind that is this it's funny because at the beginning of this year, all he said was how much he loved this roster and and how he liked his defensive side of the ball. Now all of a sudden, because they're four and twelve, he's making excuses about not having the cap space to sign the players he won. He picked 
10 of those defensive starters. Before he came the head coach, our, our defensive line was one of the, the best in the league. You can't tell me with Seymour, Kelly, Houston, Bryant, Shaughnessy, we had one of the better defensive lines in all of football. Our, our biggest weakness was our linebackers in our secondary. Our secondary is still trash. The only upgrade we made on defense is our, is our linebackers. And our defensive line is now one of the worst in football, if not the worst. We, we get no pressure on the quarterback at all. And we, we, any Raider fan knew, everyone knew going into the season, that we didn't have a pass rusher. We did not have an elite pass rusher. I remember watching a press conference. Dennis Allen was even asked that directly by a reporter. And his response was he thinks he has some guys that can pressure the quarterback and he'll, he'll be able to generate a pass rush. Yeah, we, we, we were. And that was by blitzing our DBs, which what happens when you blitz DBs? If it gets picked up in the back end, you're, you get torched. And we were exposed. Defensively, we were exposed. And that comes by coaching. A coach is supposed to do two things. Know your personnel and get the personnel that can uh, function in your scheme and, and put those players in the best position to succeed. So you, my thing is you can't have it both ways in the sound. You can't basically get rid of every guy you, you felt didn't fit your scheme, and then when you get guys in here, blame it on saying, well, we didn't have enough money to get the guys we wanted. These guys that we're playing dead money to, they would have been free agents this year anyways. So it doesn't tell me you, 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 they would have been free agents this year anyways. So basically, you, you, when you let these guys go, you basically told me that you felt you could find players that were better than them or, or, or players they didn't fit your scheme. So you, you can't have it both ways. Like I, I just don't I'm, – I'm getting sick and tired of hearing people say how all the – we spent the least amount of money. We, we don't have the money to compete. That was by choice. You cut these guys knowing they were under contract, and, and you felt the team had been better off with them not playing and you getting replacements in here. Like, I just get tired of hearing that. Oh, they didn't spend enough money. I'll give you an instance. Look at the Oakland A's. Look at their payroll compared to the rest of the, the teams in baseball. They have one of the lowest payrolls, but they, they're still competitive. You know why? They have good scouting department, and they have a good manager. So I'm, I, so I'm not totally opposed to him coming back next year, though. And you know why? So there's no excuse after next year. There's no excuse for him. Do I think we're going to we're going to improve next year? No, I don't. And the only thing that I'm afraid of is once he gets his so-called guys he wants in here again, the whole other set of players again. We still don't. We, we still don't. We still don't make any improvement, and then guess what happens? We get another coach in here who has to sit there, get rid of those players, and go get players that fit his scheme. It's a carousel. It's a never-ending carousel. I, I'm, I'm just. I don't know. This this franchise makes things so much harder. I just don't see why, at least with, with Hugh Jackson there, I've seen a vision, I've seen the direction of the team he was going to. But this team has no direction. And do you think, to be all honest, do you think as far as the, 
money we have in cash space. I don't see any elite free agent coming here. What can we hang our hat on? We don't have a we don't have a great defense that they they want to play in. Our offense isn't a top offense. We would get a, a top offensive free agent. No free agent's going to want to come to Oakland. It's still the same thing. The only way we'll get get a free agent in here is we get a new head coach, a head coach with some experience. I don't care whether it's Gruden, Lovey Smith, somebody in here that has some experience that big-time players would want to play for. I don't think that's Dennis Allen. I really don't. Well, en- enough of me on my rant here. and I want to wish Ready Nation a happy new year. And hopefully 2014 we we could do something. I don't see it. I, I don't see a, a, a light at the end of the tunnel, but maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. This is Raider Steve from Pittsburgh, and I'm out. Well, Steve, I, I like the way you put it together, but I think uh, we're going to do better. We have no choice. If he wants a job, he'll do better. If he wants a career in coaching, he'll do better. And uh, if he wants more money, he'll do better. So uh, the team, I think we've got a good nucleus. Let's just see what happens. We're right there. We're right on the edge. Let's look over and see what we got. And our next caller, Raider Los. From Berkeley, California. What is going on, my brother? Raider Greg, what's up, man? It's your boy Raider Los out here in Berkeley, California. Um, just uh, finished the weekend off watching the Denver Broncos kick the crap out of the Raiders. And all I got to say is, PP is out of Oakland, man. That guy is bad. I don't know why people think he's the future. I don't know why people think he's good, but he looks horrible. And I don't care about what people think about being set up, all this conspiracy bullshit. The guy just cannot throw the ball, does not see the field. You compare him to the guy on the other side in the Denver Broncos, and, man, this guy is light years away from ever being an NFL quarterback. I'm sorry, but Terrell Pryor is not our quarterback. Guys stinks. And you've seen it on the field. People cried about McGloin fumbling the ball and interceptions. And what does he do on the second play of the game? He fumbles the ball. Just horrible. Can't wait till next year, Raider Greg. Uh, want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I hope the draft and free agency is good to us. And I uh, hope we stick with the coaches for at least one more year, see what pans out, and let's see what happens. Go Raiders, baby. Yeah, well, Terrell Pryor did not play anywhere near his capability. I think um, he was like everybody else on the team. He didn't want to get hurt for no reason. I mean, that's what it was about. It wasn't about him doing anything. He... He is who he is. I don't think he's going to be here next year because I think him and Allen don't get along, and Allen's going to be here. So Pryor's got to go. The drama's already been set. It's over. And uh, we need a franchise quarterback. That's not McGloin, my groin, uh, or Pryor. But we need a new guy to come in here and do it and let Allen lead it and see what happens. Thanks for the call, brother. 
And our next caller are my good brother Raider Jaime from Bakersfield. What is up? Raider Nation. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, what's going on? Spirit Jaime out of Bakersfield. Just want to call and just uh, say Happy New Year to everybody. 2014 2014's on the horizon, guys. Looking forward to it, man. But, uh, hey, I just wanted to throw this one thing out, too. Um, there's a lot of guys, you know, talking shit about, uh, you know, the, the situation with McKenzie and Allen and why they trade Carson Palmer. Well, the reason why Tracy, uh, Carson Palmer got traded was because they wanted him to, you know, to, you know, to, um, compete with, uh, Terrell Pryor and Carson Palmer didn't want that. So that basically forced the trade, but it was, it was, uh, it was a forced hand. So there was nothing that could be done about that. So basically it, it happened because they said, you know, they wanted to give Terrell Pryor an opportunity to compete for the starting position. So, you know, everybody out there saying that, that Dennis Allen didn't like, doesn't like TP. Hey, the opportunity was given there from the beginning of the year. But you know what? Carson Palmer didn't want that because he deserved, he felt he deserved the starting role. But I think in fairness, I think, you know, he did the right thing, you know, try to, you know, you know, to allow some competition there, but Carson was going to have nothing of that. So that, that's, that's basically what, what went down and that's from what I understand. But anyways, man, uh, Hey, the 2014 man, if it all works out right and, and they deal the right cards and, you know, get the right uh, free agency and the right draft, the money's going to be there, man. I got a feeling it's all going to come down. And, and if uh, and if Mark Davis don't fire him in, a, in another week or so because they're supposed to meet next week. So I guess uh, we'll we'll see what our fate is next week, all right? But I say give give them an opportunity to finish what they started, man. We gotta have some uh, some uh, consistency here with the coaches. That fuck this uh, revolving door shit, man. I'm tired of this shit. Let's just see what it happens, man. You know, I'm down for it, Raider Greg. I I agree with you 100. percent Your last your last podcast was off the mark, man. I think that's the best podcast show in a long fucking time. You laid it down, and it's nothing but the truth, baby. And I'm for it, man. So. Hey, you guys, you know what? You guys have a happy new year. You guys be safe. Designated drivers. So keep it up, man. Stay, po- stay positive. Stay true. I'm out. Well, happy new year to you, my brother, as you know. And with Carson Palmer deal, listen, we got rid of him because he would have cost us $17 million. And we got him because Terrell Pryor was nowhere near even <laughs> competing for the job. He wasn't even close. They were trying to train him to throw the football, uh, to get the cadence, to understand defenses. That was early prior. He wasn't going into the game ever at that stage. He's a project somewhere else, man. I hope he don't stay. We can't have that here. If he does stay, he's got to be quiet and keep his agent in the unemployment line or uh, shut him up, tape his mouth closed. But, uh, well, it'll get better. We got to hope. Thanks for the call, bro. And next, not the myth, but the man. Money Man has spoken. 
Raider. What's going on, man? Yeah, it's Money Man and Spoken Raider. Well, there we go. Season over. Where we at? Mm, I say we're exactly in the same spot we were in last year. Seller dwelling at a 4-12 and 12 record. Yeah, things weren't expected against Denver. We got blasted down by 30-plus at the half. Yet, once again, our coach thought Terrell Pryor gave us the best chance to win after sitting on the bench uh, for almost two months, save a play or two. And so, in front of the 83 Super Bowl champion team, Denzel decides to now throw him out there to the proverbial wolves against the best team in the AFC. Like Terrell's agent said, the pure setup, we know it. At least most of us do. Some don't see it that way. I do, especially from a head coach that has never liked you, has always holds you has always put you in a position to fail, did not start you versus Washington, although you cleared all the concussion tests because he wanted to start Matt Flynn. And then all of a sudden he decides after two weeks, two months on the bench, you give him the best chance to win against the best team in the AFC. Okay. If you guys want to believe that, then so be it. We're moving on from now. Now, Black Monday passed and Dennis Allen, has not been fired, but he also has not been retained because Mark Davis is evaluating. He's looking at the last three games. He said he would do that. And seeing that you lost by like 58 points total in those three games, almost 20-point deficits, then I don't see that as being any seeing any sign of progression there. I don't. And that's what Mark Davis said. He wanted to see progression. You can't progress if you have the same record as you did the previous year. And Hugh Jackson won eight games with those very same players that you won four games with last season. And I listened to Amy Trash, and what did she say about Denzel? Allen? He gave us this promise that this was a competitive team and all of the above accolades, and you're still 4-12, and 4-12. That's 8-24. and 24. That's basically winning one out of what? Four games. That's 25%. No coach has lasted more than two seasons winning 25% of his games here in Oakland. And everybody wants to do, uh, I don't want to change. I don't want to go back. I don't want to start all over again. What the fuck you mean you don't want to start all over again? And that includes you too, Red Greg. I'm like, God damn, we won fucking one and three games. One and three. One and three. That is not going to get us to the playoffs. If you was in a fucked up marriage, would you stay in it? Just go, I don't want to be a divorcee. Hell fucking no. You would get that motherfucker and move on. And that's the same thing the Red Nation should do. The same thing Mark Davis should do. Realize, hey, this was a mistake. 
We fucked up. We hired this guy. He cannot get it done. He hired Greg Knapp, which was really fucked up. That guy was starting in this tailspin. Then you bring in another offensive coordinator. Still the same record. You can't keep firing offensive coordinators every goddamn year. It's time to fire the head fucking coach. Let's move on from this bullshit. He has too many goddamn issues with the quarterback. I'm like, uh, like Amos said, a good head coach will work with the players that he has and do what's best for the team as opposed to trying to bring in a goddamn system and you either run this goddamn system or you get the fuck out. You cannot win football games like that. And if you think that's going to happen, then you know what the definition of insanity is, goddammit, because that's the, what the fuck we're doing right now. And I'm tired of it. I want to see some goddamn wins. I don't give a damn who on the center. I just want to see some fucking wins. And I'm not seeing them with this coach, so let's get his ass the fuck up out of there. Let's start over, bring in somebody, and don't give a damn who it is as long as he fits the system. Black or white, don't matter. And you saying that, Red or Greg, I'm out. I know, man, I know. 25% sucks. It's not acceptable. He's done a shitty job. But they're not going to get rid of him, man. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I can't do anything about it. I'd love to do something about it, but I can't. I have to just do like you and see what happens. They're going to give this guy his $2.5 million worth. They're going to make him work for it. And and then if that don't work out, then they're going to pay him for another year or whatever. Mark Davis is not going to... You know, not pay, not have this guy here, and then pay somebody else four million or five million dollars a year. That's just not how it's going to work out, man. Think about it. What? Think about what you're saying. The Raiders never have paid that much money for a coach, and they're not going to start now, especially if they owe somebody else. We have got to give this guy a chance next year. And if he gets rid of Lamar Houston because it doesn't fit in his system, well, man, you and I both are going to be really pissed by the end of next season because he will not be able to get the players to work his system enough for an over 500 win. There's no way. That will not happen. So let's just see what happens, brother. Thanks for the call. As always, I love the wisdom, man. And our next caller, Raider Sid, a.k.a. The Desert Raider. What up, Raider Nation? It's Raider Sid, a.k.a. Desert Raider from Moval. Well, that fucking sucked. Manning kicked the shit out of us. I fucking hate the Broncos, and they beat the fuck out of us. Plain and simple. But you know what? We knew this was going to happen this year, and it pretty much turned out the way we thought it would. So uh, this year was a complete fucking bust. We got rid of a bunch of shit and didn't get anything really even return for it. So next year there's no fucking excuses. Next year we've got a lot of money to go out and get free agents, to sign our own people. We better fucking draft right. Uh, if we don't at least, at least end up 8-8 eight and eight next year, and fucking Dennis Allen is fucking gone, all right? And the rest of these motherfucking coaches gone, too. Um, Reggie McKenzie, 
your ass is on the fucking line, too. So if you guys fucking come up with an 8-8 eight and eight or better, then I'll say, fuck yes, we're in the right direction. Here we go. But anything less than that, then you motherfuckers are out of there. All right? And same with the fucking players. Um, you know what? McFadden, you're out. You're Even when you play, you suck this year. I mean, you're done. I don't know what it is. You just you just can't do it anymore. You're, you're, your days as a running back in the NFL are probably over. You know, somebody will pick you up, pay you some money, but the same thing's going to happen. You're just going to hit the hole, go down for the first guy to hit you, and then you're going to be out for the season. So, but you tried hard, you worked hard, you gave it your best shot, but that's not good enough for today's fucking Raiders, right? Same thing with all you other motherfuckers. Jacoby, Jacoby Ford, what the fuck, man? When you came in the league, I thought, shit, this guy is going to fucking do it, man. This guy is explosive. Had a couple injuries, sat out a bunch of fucking games, came back, and nothing. So we don't need this shit. If you cannot fucking hang, and if you cannot get better, then you need to get the fuck out. All right? So any of you motherfuckers think that you can party right now and get fat over the offseason, you got another thing coming. I don't give a shit. If you show up to camp fat and overweight, I say cut them. Cut them the fuck off the fucking team. You need to send a message, all right? Come on, Raiders. Quit fucking around. This next year is fucking pivotal for us. Mackenzie, you better not fuck up this draft. Because we need offensive and defensive linemen in the trenches. We need them right now, and we need some fucking depth as well. Okay? Then fucking go up. As far as quarterbacks go, shit, man. Getting one out of the draft is a fucking crapshoot. It really fucking is. So your only other option is to fucking get one in free agency. And fuck, you know, there's not much out there. And what's out there might be really fucking expensive. Do you want to pay that much for, for Cutler? You know what happens to these fucking players once they get their contracts? They play like shit afterwards. Look at fucking Janikowski. He turned into a complete piece of shit this year after he signed that big fucking deal. Fuck that shit. Thank God we didn't fucking sign Leckler because he fucking... Suck dick this year. All right, man. Ritter Nation, fuck. Let's do this shit, man. Fucking just bought me a shitload of fucking jerseys. I'm ready to fucking use them for next year, man. And I want to start getting some jerseys of some fucking new players, but I don't know who the fuck's going to be a fucking star. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking rocking the fucking throwbacks in Woodson. He's kind of like a throwback, but at least that guy shows up. All right? Okay, hey. This fucking podcast kicks ass. I fucking enjoy it. Hopefully, uh, you'll throw out a few shows during the uh, off season. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to let you know, I listened to a couple other podcasts of these other teams, and uh, they blow. They fucking blow. So, Raider Nation Podcast, thank you for letting us say what we got to say. Good, bad, whatever. And uh, all these other callers, you guys all kick ass. Some of you have some really good shit to say. Some of you are just funnier than shit. And some are fucking stupid, like that stupid Raider hater bitch. I'm going to punch her right in the face. Okay, Raider Nation, 2014, we're going to do something, all right? Let's get in the fucking playoffs. I'm sick of this fucking shit. All right, Raider Nation, no matter what the fuck happens. Later. I like your take, man. Getting rid of anybody who's not doing anything. I summed it up last show, I think. I said something's fucked up in Oakland, and Alan better find out what it is and fix it. I still mean that. 
I mean that in every single way. I hope he's smart enough to realize that uh, we're not stupid. And they, we just had a little bump in the road here. Next season, he will be gone. Uh, or Mark will be gone, too. Because the Raider Nation ain't going to put up with any more bullshit. We need to pick a quarterback in the draft. We need to draft a quarterback and bring him here and make him a champion. We have to pick the right guy and do it right, not like last year or the year before. Okay? I appreciate your call, and I'm going on the end of this one right now. The show, 399. It's pretty special just before our 400th show. Randy, 400! We've been doing podcasts year-round since we started eight years ago. We don't stop after the season because there is news all the time. There are a few dark months. We slow down a bit, but there's usually plenty to talk about with our team. we got a lot to do, and I sure as hell hope we find the guy to lead us in the quarterback position because after that, it's defense all the way. Like Sean of the Raider Takes said, these are amazing times. Grab your popcorn, sit down, and watch the fireworks because the Raiders are going through some big changes. Big Al ain't here no more, and change is in the wind. Uh, we got a whole different hootenanny in the house. <laughs> so stay tuned, Raider fan, because the Raiders are moving. I hope upward. I'm sure you do, too. I am Raider Greg. And I am out.